Women in Tech, She Loves Tech is a safe space and platform for girls and young women who look for inspiration and motivation by listening to stories of women who are paving their way into the tech community. We hope to educate, inspire, and empower young people for them to become who they want to be and to build their confidence in tech and STEM. This podcast is brought to you by WeTech Batangas. Hi, welcome to the first episode of She Loves Tech. Yay! <laughs> so let's introduce ourselves first. I'm Sarah. I'm currently working as a marketing analytics and business intelligence specialist for a nonprofit organization here in the Philippines. Um, outside work, I'm I'm busy with some advocacy work, and one of them is leading the Women in Tech Batangas chapter. With me today is my co-host and also one of our members from WeTech Batangas. Hello! <laughs> Hello, I'm Ivory. I'm currently working as a subject matter expert manager in a global bank here in the Philippines. Uh, pandemic brought me to join Women in Tech Batangas chapter. And I'm really grateful to be celebrating women in the field of technology through uh, WeTech. Um, Alright, yay! <laughs> Actually, Ivory and I um, were batchmates back in college and we're both um, statistics majors from UPLB. So, shout out to our professors and friends from INSAT. Hi, ma'am. Hi, sir. Hi, ma'am. Hi, sir. I'm So, how are you doing today? Hello. Hello. I'm... Um, Actually, uh, to be honest, these days has been a little off bit for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks to pandemic, but thanks to this podcast, actually, we had something to um, look forward to. And learning new things outside of your usual 8 to 5 work routine um, is something to be excited for. And I've always wanted to try doing this podcast. So, excited and nervous to this first podcast. Um, how about Yay. you, Bash? How are you and what keeps you busy this week? Um, wala masyado. <laughs> Aside from women and tech, I'm busy working out. Hindi ako mag-workout. Actually, kakatakbo ko lang kanina. Um, ayun lang. Um, but actually, today, we are very excited um, kasi meron tayong special guest. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. For, for our pilot episode, pinaghandaan natin to. Yes. At, Hindi lang halatang pinagandaan natin. <laughs> no, Nakabahan kasi ako. <laughs> yeah, sorry ah. Kasi first, first episode talaga namin. First time namin gawin ito. Okay, so. Um, gusto mo ba siya introduce, Batch? Would you like to introduce our first sure. um, guest for uh, uh, this episode? Yes, uh, I agree. A very and uh, indeed a very special guest um, to our first podcast. So, She's a promising woman who has a lot of interest in technology. She self-taught herself to program via online resources. Uh, discovering the huge gender gap in the technology field, uh, she founded Women in Technology or WeTech in 2016 at age 15. Women in Technology or WeTech is a community organization that educates, inspires, and empowers the youth to break gender barriers and use technology to make positive differences in society. And currently, WeTech is all over the world, having different chapters in the Philippines, uh, US, and many different parts of the world, thanks to her leadership. Today, she is a freshman student at Stanford University. Let us all welcome the founder and executive director of WeTech, Audrey Peck. Yay! Yay! Hi, Audrey! Thank welcome, you Audrey! Hi, Sarah. Hi, Ivory. Thank you for having me. 
How are you, Adi? How is it like there? And nasa ka ba ngayon ulit? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. I'm good. I'm good. I just wrapped up fall quarter at Stanford and I flew out to Seattle where I'm currently in and staying oh, with the family yes. over winter break. Ah, yes. Holiday na. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's quite long, long break. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I celebrated my first Thanksgiving as well here in the US. So that was very exciting. So your family is there with you this coming holidays? Yes, so my parents are based wow. in the Philippines but they flew over to Seattle to spend Christmas break with me so that was really, really nice. But oh, um, yes. my parents and I, yeah, we were born, I was born and raised in Manila. I was following your IG and uh, during that time when you were in the US, they weren't able to, uh, to be with you, right? Yeah, so what happened was that there were visa restrictions and because I am on an F1 student visa here in the US, I qualified for essential travel and mm-hmm. at the time my parents were on tourist visa so they were unable to bring me over to the US in, in August. So I had to fly mm-hmm. all the way here alone but no worries <laughs> because I had family, I have family naman here in, in San Francisco so they were able to pick me up and help me get settled in. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Okay, so that. Simula na natin. Let's start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, okay, let's start from the beginning. Um, we're really curious. Um, tell us about your interest in technology. I my mean, interest oh, from. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, sure. So my interest in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So my interest in tech comes from a very personal taste, and that. It already began in a middle school classroom. So, born and raised in Manila, Philippines, I went to a local school that had this DepEd mandated computer class. But this computer class had nothing to do with programming. It had things like how to use Microsoft Office, Word, PowerPoint, you know. And I personally did not find it very interesting. And I didn't make much of a career in tech until one day my teacher decided to go completely off curriculum and introduced us to this game where a snake had to navigate a maze using blocks that represented lines of code. And I remember very clearly at that moment realizing that for the first time in my life realizing that the apps, websites, social media that I had practically grown up with were made using code and I too could learn this mysterious exciting language of computers and make things for myself as well in this exciting tech industry. So. I asked my teacher if we would be learning more about programming in class, but I was told that unfortunately it isn't part of the Philippine curriculum, so we wouldn't be touching it any further. But if I could go online, I would be able to find free resources on how to code. And that's what I did for the rest of middle school and early high school. I, When I wasn't studying or doing extracurriculars, I was sat down in front of my laptop googling how to learn how to code. And I found resources like Codecademy, um, made Anna and Elsa create snowflakes via code.org and I watched like Harvard's introductory um, computer science lectures on YouTube because all of those things were just out there for free for anybody you need to access as long as they had basics like laptop and Wi-Fi connection and that was essentially how I got my start in tech. Mm, wow, I really admire your uh, hunger for learning. No? So, Good thing may internet na kasi ang dami ng resources. So just like what you said, you just Google everything, right? Wow, amazing. So, with that, Audrey, can you tell us about why and um, how you started Vitech? Since uh, 
you mentioned your start yung interest mo sa technology but then um kailan mo na realize na ah okay uh ba, pa, um should I start parang um women and technology para kasi for me ah, personally nung college hindi namin yan na naisip <laughs> di ba pero as young as ano 15 or 14 di ba na na naisip mo yung women and technology so what was your parang motivation in setting up the organization my motivation in setting up Mitech also came from really seeing the gender gap and experiencing firsthand what it felt like to be one of the few girls in many rooms and this this story really connects to my past story about getting interested in tech because fast forward to high school grade grade nine I started being asked all these questions like what do I want to do in the future what job do I want what course do I want to apply to so stuff like that and to those questions I told the adults who asked me and my peers that I wanted to go into tech perhaps CS and when people heard that I was met with a lot of mixed responses my parents are very, very supportive, but they both graduated with degrees in business, so they didn't really know how to navigate the tech space. Whereas my peers told me, "Oh, like you're so brave to want to go to want to go into tech," because I was literally the only girl in my entire grade that wanted to go into tech, and one of two girls that wanted to go into STEM, the other wanting to be a doctor. So very different from my aspirations in the tech industry. And the guys, on the other hand, said that they were surprised and that they didn't know I was into video games. Because to them, technology <laughs> exclusively meant video games, right? And it, it's funny because I, looking back, like I did not have an interest in video games, and really was already looking at like tech for social good because I was watching so many TED talks and reading so many articles about the applications of tech in order to like shape our world. But the feedback that really hit me the hardest was when a teacher told me, "How do you bring the kabagay to tech?" And oh. to hear that from like a teacher that I had respected, right? was really like hard to, to, to stomach. And instead, it really made me think like, why does she think this way? And mm-hmm. I kind of realized, like as I as I really thought about her words, that I I kind of agreed with her because I I myself couldn't imagine myself being bagay in tech mm-hmm. because when I thought of like role models in tech. I could only think of like Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, mm-hmm. pretty much like middle-aged white guys that I had very little in common with. And that got me thinking like, where are the women in tech? Like, why don't I know their names? Why isn't, why aren't their names common knowledge? And why is there like that achievement gap between men and women in technology? And so, or perceived achievement gap. And that's what mm-hmm. led me to really just do a simple Google search of women in tech. And I found out about the gender gap, not just in the Philippine tech industry, but around the world. And mm-hmm. just hearing those statistics, like how, according to the Philippine Startup Survey, only 18% of tech companies back home were founded by, by women. And just experiencing walking into so many startup mixers, tech conferences, and being one of the few girls there, I realized that I didn't want to wait until I grew up, went to college, worked a couple of years before like making a difference. And I didn't want to wait for somebody to start an organization um, to tackle these issues that very much impact our generation very, very closely. And that I'm impatient sure already translated yeah. into WeTech. I'm sure your teacher is very proud of you no- now. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, I'm, I'm curious, are you still talking to her or him? Ba? 
I haven't talked to her much. But she, she comments and stuff about me that you know on Facebook and everything. Oh, but I haven't. I don't think. I don't even know if she remembers making that comment. But either way, like I think it was a very pivotal comment. Like, even though it stung at that time, I think mm-hmm. my journey wouldn't have been the same without it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's quite motivating, really. <laughs> yeah, and inspiring. Um, I'm really curious. Huh? did you ever um ask her that um? Why would she comment like that? Were you ever curious? Or not? Yes, I never really confronted her about it, but I did think about it a lot, of course. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, would rather to say something like that. And I really feel like it was the like unconscious stereotyping that a lot of females face when they want to enter mm, yeah. a a male-dominated field. So whether it's STEM or business or just any field or like politics, for instance, I feel like even older women themselves they, they don't realize that they are imposing these stereotypes onto the younger generation yeah. and it's up to us to be able to not necessarily i mean call 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 it out the stereotyping if we want to but also just make sure that we're aware of it so that we don't do the same to future generations so i think that's an important step but at the same time i do think that that comment made to me was very very mild like in experience to like or in comparison with like what other comments that a lot of young girls face When they want to enter STEM, and that really makes me think that I hope that we that can be a support system for those young girls, that they don't feel like nobody's supporting them. Because at that time, I felt very, very alone in my tech journey because I didn't know of any organization like WeTech that was advocating for more girls in tech. So, yeah, I've done a lot of reflecting about that comment. Definitely, even wrote like a college essay about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. Um. But uh. Okay. So uh. This has been uh, a really um a good topic this piece. And um. Personally, uh. I've watched a lot of things about technology since I have a lot of time this pandemic. Um. How do you think we can address the issue of both gender and um also digital divide? That is a very good and very timely question. And I think the first step is really acknowledging how intersectional both issues are. And that the gender gap is very, very much connected to the digital divide. When we think about countries like the Philippines, the sole issue isn't just about getting more girls into tech, but getting more youth, more people from all socioeconomic strands involved in tech. Because when we're thinking about how to frame the issue at hand, we need to think of tech as inevitably the future. And what good is that future if it's only really accessible to a very small population, that is, upper class and male? When we diversify that pool, when we give more people, regardless of their gender or socioeconomic status, access to technology, we're going to be seeing so much of an array of solutions coming from these different groups of people to the problems in their own communities, which are the problems that they themselves know best. So, really acknowledging how those two issues are connected is very important, and framing it in such a way that people know how urgent these issues are, especially now during during COVID-19. We're seeing the impacts of COVID on the education sector and how inevitably if you don't have the tech to do online learning, there, there is no learning. And that's unfortunately something that I think is hitting um, the Philippines very, very hard and other developing countries that, can't, that don't have the infrastructure to implement online learning. And I think that when we start asking or, or when we start 
advocating for for more access when we start asking our our government when we start asking those people with the resources people in places of power to focus on those issues we need to also remind them that technology now is just basically synonymous with education and since education is a right and will always be a right it's something that more people should be thinking about how to make that accessible to everybody and that starts with not just making it accessible to the boys but girls as well and that's another issue in itself and like another intersectional issue like talking about the like, girls access to technology and the dropout rates of girls um uh, in a lot of developing countries so really calling for accountability acknowledging a lot acknowledging the intersectionality of issues and also just really not giving up And I say this, and it sounds really, really cheesy, but I think when you really dive into issues like this, it can be very overwhelming. And in my experience, these past couple of years of BTEC, sometimes it can feel very, very heavy. Like these problems just keep getting harder and harder to solve. But at the same time, I think what's great is that there's so many more, there's so much more people now in 2020 during this pandemic that are waking up to the urgency of these issues. And a lot of communities like BTEC Batangas that are saying that we want to do something. about these issues through things like your weekly program and through our different chapters around the world. So I think even though it's a lot to take in and things are really really rough right now, there is a silver lining that a lot of groups are really mobilizing and taking action. Mm-hmm. I-, I love that answer no, na there is really an intersectionality between the two and yes. that we we really need to demand accountability especially from our leaders. <laughs> diba? Yeah, because <laughs> They have the power that they can give us their resources. And it's very much challenging, especially here now in the Philippines, na uh, we're now in the pandemic and hindi pa rin natin siya nakakontain, de ba? Ayon. So, uh, Audrey, you've mentioned about um, the lack of role models. That's one of your motivation then before. That's why you set up WeTech. Can we ask you who is your or who is? Is or what? Who is or what's your role model and why? If there is a <laughs> yeah, really great question. And I have to say that through the years, I've been getting really into reading different memoirs of powerful women. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Obama has been like a really great influence, I think, throughout the years. And I say this because reading Becoming, watching her interviews, reading her articles, seeing her work. In terms of promoting girls' education and health, um, in for for kids in America, like I think what's really great about her is that she has like she is in a place of influence, in a place of privilege, and she's really using that privilege to to make things better for those around her. And I really admire that. Um, but overall, one quote that I really stuck by, like the moment I read it, was this quote that she had called "Success or Success isn't about how much money you make. It's How big of a difference you make in other people's lives, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've been trying to live by ever since. Like I've heard it. Yeah, she she just released uh, her new podcast this uh, no no pandemic. Mm-hmm. Very very inspiring. inspiring. And I like her because she also believes ano eh sa youth. Sobrang nagagana din siya. She's mentoring. I think she sa White House and nasa White House pa siya. Mm-hmm. Meron silang mentoring for yes, girls yes. then. Yeah. Uh, Wow, <laughs> uh, amazing women actually. Um, 
So, uh, Audrey, um, what is your vision in for WeTech um in the next five years? I know this has been a question for so many of your interviews, but um, it would be nice if you can share that with us. Definitely, it's a really great question because whenever I get asked it, I really get forced to reflect on how mm-hmm. much we've done and how much we hope to do. And overall, WeTech really aims to create. A world where all youth, regardless of their gender or socioeconomic status, have access to tech and the potential to use it for social good, to solve problems in their community, to enact change. And so far, looking back at these past four years, it's, it's crazy. Like the amount of things, the amount of places that we've been able to go to, communities we've been able to impact, chapters we've been able to open, and looking forward. What we're really going to continue working towards is getting closer and closer to that future and ensuring that a kid, no matter where they're from, has that basic access to tech and has that potential to create something with the technology that he, she, or they learns. And I think another kind of realization that I've had from these past couple of weeks, months, well, months here in the U.S. <laughs> is that the resource gap is very, very wide. And I say this like. Coming from a university like Stanford, where there is a never-ending stream of resources, so much tech accessible, you just have to look for it, you just have to ask for it, so much to make the most of, and just experiencing that, and also having gone to communities wherein students have never used laptops before, has made me very cognizant of the fact that the digital divide and the inequalities in our world are very, very stark. And what I personally want to do, um. Help do with WeTech these next coming years is to help bridge those inequalities by helping redistribute those resources from very tech-heavy places like Silicon Valley, like Stanford, and help share those resources to low-income communities that really need it the most. And that's the dream, really, for the next five years. Exciting! We're really, really looking forward, and um, we're really excited for you to come back here <laughs> in the Philippines. <laughs> Um, so, speaking of tech uh, and, you know, the laptop, what is your favorite tech tool or mobile app or software? Ooh, that's a very good question. <laughs> I live, okay, app-wise, I live by my Google Calendar. <laughs> and I used to be like a paper planner kind of girl. But then my meetings started stacking up. And when I went on a gap year, it would be like four to five calls every day. And it got really crazy. And I was just like, okay, I need to like use my Google Calendar. And when I started doing that, religiously like really updating it, my life really changed. And I really, before I go to bed, when I wake up in the morning, like I will check my Google Calendar. And it is really my, my lifesaver. So I really recommend for any person that feels like life's getting a bit too crazy. Like try migrating your tasks to that app because it's it's free and I swear I'm not being endorsed to say all these nice things about it. <laughs> and and madalina siyang isings no with other applications then eh. So convenient talaga yung Google Calendar. Exactly, Office exactly. Hindi na natin kailangan mag Starbucks pala eh. Oo, correct. Okay, um... Uh, of course, uh, there's a lot of uh, young women who is looking up to you, Audrey, and um, you're celebrating women along other women. And um, what is your message to our young girls who dream to pursue STEM courses or a career um, in technology but feeling intimidated or less confident? 
to those young girls that feel like they're intimidated by STEM or that they don't have a place in STEM, I just want to say that I was exactly like in your shoes just a couple of years ago. And I also looked at the different tech role models and saw on the news that apparently to be successful in tech, you, it, it seemed like you had to be male and usually white. And I felt like I didn't have a, a chance at that. But it's crazy, I think, what persistence and what community can do for you. Because if there's anything that I've learned throughout these, these past couple of years, with VTech, it's that the internet can be such a powerful tool to find people that are like-minded to yourself. And when you utilize that, when you hop on Zoom calls, introduce yourself, send cold emails, connect with people on LinkedIn, even though you don't know them, and just say hi and ask if you want to learn about their work, like really cliche as it, as it sounds, like magical things can happen. And by simply having that privilege of the internet, of a desktop, laptop, and Wi-Fi, you can make so many things happen. So find those communities, know that you're never alone, and make the most of that, that privilege that is technology. And remember that not everybody has had that. I like that. Find that community. Yes. That's why we're here in Women in Tech, right? It's a safe space for us. So- That's a really, really um, nice answer for uh, those people who are looking out for other people as well who have the same advocacies, um, mm-hmm. something you wanted to fight for in the society. So, yeah. Very Thanks so much, Audrey. Inspiring. Yeah. Well, thank yes, you. Yes. It was a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's the last question. Very quick lang tayo for today, you know. And yeah, thank you so much, Audrey, for joining us today. Um, why don't you invite uh, everyone to follow you on your socials and how can they reach you? For sure, for sure. So thank you so much for, for again for having me on social media. I'm at Audrey Isabel Fest. So that's A U D R Y I S A B E L P E on Instagram, Twitter. So I'm really active there. But if you want to get in touch with me via email, I'm also Audrey at WeTech.org. And for WeTech main socials is just at WeTechorg on Instagram, Twitter, etc. Yay! Thank you so much! Thank you, Audrey. God bless. All the best in your studies there in Stanford. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Ivory. Like, super great job to meet at Patangas. I love seeing all your updates and hearing from them. (laughs) How you guys are doing. Like, amazing work talaga. Like, even during this pandemic, you guys are just Ah, doing such great things. And oh, I also you. just wanted to say thank that like you. the success of like VTAC is like all of like everyone's success. Like no matter like what chapter you're from, like the only reason why people okay, so I just like fun fact them. Like when I when I meet people at Stanford, they say like, Oh yeah, we like stalk like VTAC social media and we saw like your different chapters social media. So like I have friends here that like follow like the different chapters and they say like congratulations and I extend that to you guys as well. Hi. Yeah, I really appreciate it every time you reshare our post. Thank you so much, Audrey. Oh, of course, of course. It's the least I can do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's it for the first episode of She Loves Tech Podcast. And follow us on social media, Tech Matangas, both on Instagram and Facebook. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it to your friends through social media and we would love to see them. Don't forget to tag us and have a chance to win VTech merchandise. Yay! We merchandise tayo! <laughs> <laughs> I love Thanks. it. I saw the Instagram. <laughs>
Pagbalik mo, okay, bibigyan ka na. Medyo mahal lang yung shipping pa US kayo na. <laughs> Thank you. We'd love to see you in person then. I mean... Yes. So, thank yeah, you for listening. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.